Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, yesterday I gave you my takes on what happened between Michigan and Wisconsin and the suspensions that resulted. Today, Isaiah Hole is in from Locked On Wolverines to break it down a little bit more. What did he think about what happened and the suspensions that resulted? And of course, most importantly, what does this mean for Michigan basketball after a big win yesterday? That's right now here on Locked On Big Ten. are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into today's Locked On Big Ten. Nate Dickinson with you here. Today's show is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is just around the corner, so you can use Run Your Pool to make sure that your bracket pool goes smoothly. I'll tell you more about the details with Run Your Pool later on. Coming up on today's show, again, Isaiah Hole is in to really just break down everything we've seen from the Michigan Wolverines over the last week. Jawan Howard's out for the rest of the regular season. Of course, we haven't talked to him since what gave him that suspension happened over the weekend and we got to of course talk about the future for the Wolverines how big of a hit is not having Howard going to be and how can Michigan of course still secure a spot in the field of 68 with this speed bump of course Wolverines picked up a big win yesterday to help that cause let's get into that as we go over the games and results from last night the two games we have to tell you about, number 13, Wisconsin, was on the road at Minnesota. We mentioned it could be a good one yesterday, and it was. Wisconsin wins, but just barely by a single point, 68-67. to 67. The final Minnesota did, ha it had a three at the end there, so it wasn't like things were really, really down to the last, last second, but still, a one-point victory for Wisconsin. Minnesota puts up a good effort. And then also in the premier matchup in the Big Ten of the evening, Michigan at home, desperate for a win, Facing off against another tournament team and a hot one at that in Rutgers. Picked up the win without their head coach, without Musa Diabate, without Terrence Williams. It was an impressive win for the Wolverines. And now Michigan gets those players back with a win attached to the game that they had without him. And also, of course, Michigan is able to help out their tournament case as well with that W. We'll get to the tournament cases for everyone and the latest from Joe Lenardi now as we continue along here and open up the show. Michigan is, with that win over Rutgers, up two out of the last four in. They're now in that next section, the last four buys, teams that don't have to play in the play-in tournament, which of course matters a whole bunch to Michigan, I'm sure. And now Indiana has fallen in to those last four teams in. They were there yesterday, now sitting at the second-to-last team in. Joe Lenardi noted in his latest release of his field of 68 that Indiana would likely need to win a very important game tonight at home against Maryland to be able to stay in that field of 68. Also, the field got a little bit smaller. Lenardi pointed out yesterday that with Northern Iowa taking the tiebreaker in its conference, that now bumps down Loyola, or Loyola Chicago to an at-large bid, at least in his projections right now. And that would be one less at-large team for these Big Ten teams to try and get a bid from. So it'll be interesting as things go down. The bubble's likely not going to get any bigger. It'll probably shrink down a little bit more, maybe even. But we'll see with those surprises and everything else. Can the Big Ten get those nine teams in? That's the big question as we get into and closer to Selection Sunday here on the show. I'm interested to see how Lenardi has it all playing out as some of these games start to play out. Again, the games on the schedule for tonight, I already mentioned, a big one between Maryland and Indiana for the Hoosiers. At home, it's been sliding down the NCAA tournament picture. 
needs to try and find a grip. Losing to Maryland would be a big, big blemish on that resume. Of course, Hoosiers still in the field, as we just mentioned right now. Bigger game going on later tonight as far as tournament implications. These two teams, Ohio State and Illinois, already in, both in the top 25. But of course, the positioning matters. As of right now, Ohio State number 22. Illinois stands at number 15. So this will be a big game for whoever wins it. Coming up here on today's show, Michigan picked up a big, big win yesterday. We're going to talk to Isaiah Hull about that win. Also, playing without Jawan Howard and, well, everything that happened to make that happen. What was his take about the Wisconsin-Michigan scuffle, the resulting suspensions, and everything that happened with that situation? We'll have it for you in just a minute here on Locked On Big Ten. Well, March Madness is only a couple of weeks away, so... If you're getting ready to get a bracket pool going, you really need to start thinking about it now. If you've run pools before, you know that it takes a lot of time and you need to start thinking about it now. But it doesn't have to be as stressful if right now, when you're thinking about it, you head on over to runyourpool.com. This is a place, quite honestly, that's like a lot of other places online. There are plenty of spots where you can fill out your brackets, but runyourpool.com is the best. You've done your research, you can do what everyone else is doing, or you can get that little bit extra out of there. It has standard brackets, uh, survivor pools for the NCAA tournament, new ways to play than you've ever played before. If you're just a little bored of doing the straight up picking teams through the tournament, if you've got a business and you run a pool at work every year, it can streamline the process of making sure everyone's in that wants to be in, play alongside employees or customers. They offer full-time support if anything does go wrong while you're on the website, and again, this is the place to go. We believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, you're running the brackets there ourselves. Locked On is. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, you can do that as well. Join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. While you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family and enter our code PUREMADNESS at checkout for $10 off your pool as well. All the rules and details are available online as well. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a big cash prize here playing against us. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside Isaiah Hole, I'm Nate Dickinson, the host of Locked On Wolverines, here to talk to us a little bit about what the situation is now going forward with Michigan after we have all of the dust settled after what happened between Wisconsin and Michigan over the weekend. Uh, Isaiah, it's been a little while since this obviously happened, but I do want to get your take on what happened between Jawan Howard and the Wisconsin coaching staff there at the end. Uh, we broke it down, I think, a little bit too much. I talked about it during uh, Monday's show, but uh, what was your takeaway about like the actual exchange and what went down and what Howard did? Well, first off, I mean, it, it regardless of what happened, I mean, it was inexcusable. I mean, you you can't put your hands on someone else. You just can't do it, especially if you're the head coach. Uh, it's uh, I, I now that we've kind of been able to zap rooter the film a bit, I think it's understandable you know, in the sense of why it happened. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that uh, Joe Klabenhoff wasn't that he didn't get anything when it came down to like that guard got a $10,000 fine and that uh, Klabenhoff I thought was more than deserving of uh, some kind of fine or suspension because uh, even though tensions were already raised, things were kind of starting to get out of hand anyway. It was, it the fact that Juwan struck him, that was no accident. It was because he kind of inserted himself and 
uh, got uh, got his hands on a player, uh, and that uh, that's always going to get Jawan to react in that type of way, kind of like a like a father bear, you know. So uh, again, I'm not saying it's excusable; it isn't, but uh, it's uh, it, it makes sense why things escalated the way they did, and really that was the the big it wasn't necessarily the initial inciting moment of, uh, of, of everything. Of course, there's the, there was the press, there was the timeout, there was, you know, the, the press again, all that kind of stuff, uh, that, uh, that raised the tensions between Juan Howard and Greg guard, Greg guard grabbing him, which that, that also, I understand where Greg guards coming from, right? Like uh, he, he thought he had a very congenial relationship with Juan. Some people, when they're angry, they, they, they don't react in a way that you expect. And I think that that's, that's kind of what happened with Juwan. I think that he thought, uh, you know, when Juwan said, uh, I'll remember this, I, I, you look at Greg guards face, you can see that he was perplexed and, you know, trying to get a handle on the situation, but, uh, the, the way that he went about it, unfortunately, as, as well-meaning as he might've been in that moment was all it did was escalate, uh, everything. And, uh, and then from there, uh, obviously, uh, things got out of hand, but if you're Juwan Howard, uh, obviously his players love what he did in the sense of, they feel like he was defending them in, in, in that moment, but you, you still have to be above the fray because if Juwan does nothing, maybe there's a reprimand, but certainly, uh, there would have been, uh, there would have been stiffer penalties for Wisconsin. Wisconsin wouldn't have gotten away. Not that Wisconsin got away with it, but like they're their statement that they released after the suspensions and fines were handed down, which got pretty much mass ridicule from what I could see. Um, and not just from the Michigan media and Michigan fans and every, everybody, it seemed like uh, nationally that got a lot of flack, but uh, it, nonetheless, it, it's still, a, it's an inexcusable moment. It, it could have cost Juwan his job. I'm glad it didn't in the sense of uh, it, it, it looked bad. It was bad. It, it, it wasn't quite that Woody Hayes Clemson player moment uh, that some wanted to kind of make it into. Or uh, I, I had said in the immediate aftermath, the malice at the palace. Uh, and, it, and even though it, it reminded me of that in some ways, it certainly wasn't anywhere close to that. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, he's got to be better. If you're going to be the head coach of a, of a major college basketball team, you've got to have a little bit more composure and you've got to, keep your hands to yourself, you know, insert yourself in there if you need to, or push them back. Don't hit them in the face. If you just pushed them back and then, I mean, it probably would have escalated a little bit, but it wouldn't have become what it became from that point forward. Yeah. I agree with really everything you're saying. My, my view on it was like end of the game, Howard's upset, but it seemed like he was ready to just like, I'm going to give him the cold shoulder on this handshake line. And then we're just going to get out of here. He seemed like kind of ready to let it go. Guard grabs him again. Like you said, whatever that means as far as malintent there, then of course that's one escalation. Howard escalates, but then I agree. It was a uh, Joe. I'm missing last name. Klabnoff. Yeah. Joe Klabnoff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He comes in and I agree. I feel like he was easily a third aggressor in there, whether it was him getting hit by Howard or not. And then you called it with Wisconsin playing that victim card heavy <laughs> after that game. It was a, uh, kind of weird to see and again everyone did call him out on it so that was actually a little bit of a refreshing uh thing to be able to come out of everyone's criticism i want to talk about going forward now because this is now obviously juan howard out for the rest of the regular season we see penalties for players who i 
assuming I haven't looked through the tape, but are, were the ones who were actually like seen throwing punches for a game. What's the situation like for Michigan going forward now, at least on the court with this next one game and then five games for Howard? Well, they've got the one game out, out of the way already. That happened last night against Rutgers, and they uh, managed to, to have a nine-point win over the Scarlet Knights at home. So uh, they did so, uh, obviously, being very shorthanded. Uh, got Kobe Bufkin uh, and uh, Frankie Collins stepped up. I mean, still the bench only got seven points. Michigan's bench hasn't exactly been great, but at least now you you welcome back Terrence Williams and Musa Diabate uh, this, uh, this upcoming weekend. And it's uh, at least that uh, now that that's out of the way, uh, but it didn't, it didn't seem to affect them that poorly. I mean, considering they got run off the court when they played at, uh, what, do you, what do you call it now? Jersey Mike's arena or whatever it is. You still calling it the rack, but, uh, and they, uh, they basically did it and turned to Rutgers. Uh, okay. Defense wasn't like super stellar Rutgers shot 43%, but it was, it was good enough. And, and, uh, and the offense with the shots falling really big performance by Caleb Houston helped them out there. So, um, well, it's th- those, you know, you, you count on a starter and Musa Diabate. I mean, he's still a freshman. He's still been streaky and, and kind of the same, even for sophomore Terrence Williams, but I mean, he's the, he's your sixth man coming off the bench really. So it, um, it went, it went well. So it's just a matter of seeing how, how, it continues with Phil Martelli leading the charge. Now that uh, welcome those two players back this weekend. Now we talked about on the show, or at least I've started to try and get into the big 10 had this kind of odd situation where obviously this is something that can't be excused. It has to be disciplined and honestly, very seriously, but at the same time, it's also the big 10's job to get Michigan into the NCAA tournament. Right. So so on those kind of balance of things, I was looking at the suspensions and thinking, all right, you got Jawan Howard out for the regular season. So you can point to and say, you know what, we punished that guy. That's going to affect this team. But as far as the players on the court, you had, like you said, guys out for one game. They're back now. It seems like the Big Ten did a pretty good job covering its tracks while at the same time doing as little as it could to actually affect the play on the court for Michigan and give them a chance to get in. I'm just kind of going over what's been going through my head, but what do you think about just how the Big Ten handled this with the context of it wants to be that ninth tournament team in that field of 68 out of this conference? Well, I think I think the the punishments for the Michigan side were, were fair. Um, I, I, again, out of my surprise of the suspensions not levied, number zero for Wisconsin – uh, he's the one who threw the first punch. The the other two uh, that got suspended for Michigan, they were responding in kind based off of uh, if you go and watch the video. That's not what I thought when it unfolded. I, when it unfolded, I just saw, you know, haymakers being thrown by Musa Diabate and Terrence Williams. And uh, but if you go back and look, it was number zero who threw the first punch. So uh, I think that that's uh, I'm surprised that he had no repercussions. And as far as it's, so as far as it goes for Michigan, I think one game was certainly uh, within the realm of fair uh, kind of just given how everything unfolded. I mean, especially when the head coaches, you know, <laughs> you don't want to call it a punch per se. Cause uh, you know, it was, it was a strike. I think that that's a fair, that's a fair. A lot, a lot of people have been saying the slaps actually more offensive than if he had punched it. either way you know and but you know with the fact that 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 started things i i I don't think you can fault players too much for getting into the fray when it comes to that but 
uh, that that's what your head coach is doing. But it's uh, I think one one game is absolutely appropriate for those guys. And, uh, you know, obviously Michigan has a, a capable uh, interim head coach in Phil Martelli, who's done that job for decades at St. John's. And he, he got a got a win again last night. So. Uh, but I mean, it, it's, it's still a big blow regardless. I mean, not having Juwan, uh, considering this stretch is brutal. I mean, you've got Iowa, Michigan state, Ohio state, and, uh, I, I, I can't remember the other one in there, but it's, um, it, it's a, it's a brutal stretch. So regardless, I mean, it still hurts, but if Michigan can get, I think one more quad one win, uh, now having after taking down Rutgers, who isn't quad one, but still it's a good win. Uh, I think that uh, that that would do it. And considering what Michigan State's been lately, if Michigan can get that win, uh, that that would that would probably be the one that would really put Michigan over the top. So uh, I think the Big Ten was fair uh, as when it came to the Michigan side of things. As I said, it's it's more the Wisconsin side of things, kind of downplaying their culpability and everything that happened. Uh, I'm not saying that they deserve a ton. I, I, you know, I just think that uh, if the two, those two actors that I've mentioned in Clavenhoff and number zero for Wisconsin, I think that that's uh, that's where I think things are maybe a little unfair. Cause I think that they deserved something uh, in for their part. Yeah. You talk about how everyone was clowning them for being so defensive on that right after it happened, but it did, I guess, work at least a little bit, right. Not letting those guys, get off uh, tell us a little bit about, more about just kind of the style of Martelli before we go uh, what's the differences in what we'll see out of this Michigan basketball team or, or have already seen through the one game as we get through this regular season and as you said they have plenty of chances here to be safely in that field of 68 by the time Howard gets back uh it's a little hard to tell per se like but uh because I didn't exactly go back and watch any St. John's but as far as what happened yesterday uh, they, they, in, in, he, he decided to employ a bit of run and gun to try to, uh, counteract the Wisconsin, uh, not Wisconsin, but Rutgers half court defense. And it, it seemed to, to, to work. And anytime that Michigan slowed down, uh, Rutgers managed to, uh, get a lot of force, a lot of turnovers. I mean, they, they had what, six steals or eight steals in the game, uh, yesterday that's, that's kind of what they do. And, uh, to, to negate that they went fast. So he, clearly he, he's, he's operating kind of similar to what Juwan would in the sense of looking at uh, that personnel on both sides and f- trying to find exploits and, and change things up and clearly running gun for this year's team. That's, that's a different tactic. I mean, we haven't really seen a lot of that. I mean, in previous years, we've seen uh, with Juwan that they'll, they'll play you, play you any way that, that you want to be played um, or, you know, any way that you can be played. And that's uh Martelli has kind of brought that back, even though we haven't really seen that particular tactic employed this year. You're watching on YouTube. You're getting a treat. I've had to turn off the AC a minute ago. Cat just hopped up on the desk, but Isaiah has been a pro in charging through it all. So if you're only listening to the audio podcast, you'd have no idea except for what I think way been a little meow that got in on the microphone there, but thank you as always for checking in with us, Isaiah on everything going on with Michigan after what has been a big Big week for the Wolverines, no doubt about that. I mean, I guess hopefully maybe a, something a little less eventful for us to discuss next time around when you're back. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> probably. I think we're Michigan football is in spring practice right now, so I'm assuming that that will probably be the next topic. <laughs> well, we'll obviously have plenty to get into. It's weird. This Wolverine just can't get out of the news right now. Harbaugh stuff, all this going on. But, hey, I, you know, all press is good press, maybe. 
Mm, (laughs) Isaiah Hole again with Locked On Wolverines. If you want to keep up with all the crazy stuff going on with Michigan every weekday, he is over there on the pod Monday through Friday. And of course, plenty of stuff going for him to talk about with all sorts of different people and people who know Michigan stuff just as much as you do, maybe. I don't know. Depends. Depends on the week. Although we, we've been very light this week due to some personal stuff, but we'll be, we'll be back either today or tomorrow. Of course. Of course. So yeah, listen in to locked on Wolverine subscribe. If you're a Michigan fan and need to know what's going on there, Isaiah, thanks as always for coming on. We'll have you again back here next week to talk more. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right, awesome.